Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy, dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. Consider this. Your diamond ring, bridal set, or other diamond jewelry can be a hidden financial asset that helps you with that fresh start. But selling jewelry can be a nightmare. Worthy offers an easy, headache-free solution by partnering with you to help you sell your jewelry and get the best deal on your piece. Our quick and easy process means less work for you and more money when you sell, all done from the comfort of your home. Visit worthy.com to learn more. For this episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, we're talking about going public with your divorce as a parent. Yes, telling people your divorce is ending is very different from parents. And there are more people to consider, especially your children's teachers, school administrators, activity coaches, and what you say is critically important. There are ripple effects and consequences that most of us don't think about ahead of time. That's why hearing from an expert on this is so important. And I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Rosalind Sadaka. I've been working in the divorce space now for over 12 years, and Rosalind is a name I've seen for many years. And yes, I've referred to her articles for guidance on parenting plans. And I'm so glad to finally get to meet her. Rosalind is a divorce and co-parenting coach She's the founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network, which provides valuable resources for parents who are facing moving through or transitioning after divorce. She's also the author of How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce and numerous other eBooks, courses, and programs. Rosalind is the co-host of the Divorce, Dating, and Empowered Living radio show and podcast. Welcome, Rosalind. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be with you today. Gosh, we have so much to cover. What I think we, we could start with is in an ideal scenario, and I know that there's rarely an ideal scenario <laughs> that exists in reality, is when do you tell the children that your marriage is ending? Yeah, that's, that's such a crucial question. And the answer is it depends on a multitude of factors. The age of the children the relationship between the two parents, the time of year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what you want to do is think about when is the most appropriate time. Um, just, just to let you know that at, at the holiday season, which we're in right now, most people will avoid the conversation until January and then suddenly bring this up so that the children can have a more peaceful or traditional holiday season. A lot of parents in the spring will wait until the summer before they bring the topic up because that's a good time for transitions. Whether it's moving furniture or moving to a new home, etc., the summer is very often a time when a lot of divorces take place. So the, the season of the year is influential. Also, the degree of stress and tension and conflict in, in the home. Some parents make a very amicable decision that it's time that we split. We've been thinking about it and talking about it for months and maybe years. And uh, let's do it, but let's wait until such and such a time. 
In other situations, it's very dramatic. We have to get out of here. I'm leaving. I'm packing up the kids and myself. And it, and it means that we have to be talking to the kids this weekend and telling them about the big changes in the family. So there's a lot of factors right. that go into it. And I just oh, wanted to like build off what, you know, you said we're, we are in holiday season right now. So people often delay that until January time. But it's not just about this holiday season. It's about creating, like, do, do you think, will children forever remember this conversation? Does it always mean that they will associate Thanksgiving with the time their the mom and dad told them about the end of marriage or their birthday or things like that? For the most part, yes, this is a very dramatic conversation. Most children will remember it as a very pivotal moment in their lives. Again, it depends because in some cases, the kids have known, the parents have been fighting for years. The kids are praying that they break up because there's so much tension at home and it's a relief. And so the conversation is not dramatic in a negative sense. It's actually good news. My crazy parents are finally making the right decision. For the younger kids, it can be a much more shocking situation to find out about this. So again, the age of the children is, is very important. But in most cases, it's, it's a memorable conversation. And you definitely know that there's going to be emotional connections with whatever's going on in, in the children's lives, where they are, who is around them, what occasions were taking place. So parents have to be so mindful about so many factors when they're making this decision. And of course, the better the parents get along and can communicate, the easier all of this can take place because it's in the parents' hands. It's not up to the children. It's in the parents' hands. And I was also thinking, too, that part of the pressure on telling the children is like, how many other people around the children know that this is going on? Because then I worry that somebody's going to let something slip inadvertently, or the children are going to hear something from somebody else. And I think that I've always thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I always think that it's the priority is that the children need to hear about this from you, their parent, not from somebody else. Totally, totally agree. Your points are, are very important. Um, yes, if, if you feel that it's a conversation that's taking place among other people in the family, or if their friends are talking about it and there's, there's other factors, that's more of an impetus to have that conversation because you do want the parents to be breaking the news and in the, the best possible scenario, both parents together. Children are impacted by how their parents parent together. And the more agreement the two parents can have, even though this is a divorce and it, it can mean many significant changes in the life of everyone in the family, when both parents are getting together and saying, mom and dad have talked about this and, and we agree about A, B, C, and D, it's much easier for the children of any age to accept and digest than it is if one parent is breaking the news alone, and especially if one parent is bad-mouthing the other parent and saying none of this would be happening if your father didn't have an affair, if your mother wasn't an alcoholic, or what those other kinds of things that are, that's where the dramatic emotional impact happens to the children because when one parent is attacking the other or dismissive of the other, 
it hurts the children. If both parents are in agreement about the fact that we are separating, we are divorcing, or whatever other changes happening in life, kids can much more easily accept it, go with the flow of it, because it's coming from their parents. So let me build off that a little bit. And I just want to dig a little bit on why is it hard for the children when one parent is saying, well, this was really your mother's decision. I didn't want this. Yes, that's such a good question. Children innately love both parents, even if one parent is not as good a parent as the other. They, the children love them. And children feel a part of both parents. So when you have one parent in any way putting down, bad-mouthing, demeaning the other parent, it hurts children on a very deep level. It also makes them afraid that a parent can be thinking that way about them. And some children will even think, if my parents are divorcing, would one of them divorce me down the pike? Is that is that ahead in my future? It's a very frightening scenario for the children to experience. And so we want the children to feel that both of their parents are are united in this message. It just takes a lot of stress off of them. Their psyches aren't as wounded as when they hear the, the parents pointing the finger at one another, pointing the blame. And it makes them, it, it changes who they are emotionally and psychologically when they have to feel that it's their place to be fixing a toxic relationship because we all know it's impossible for any child to fix a relationship gone bad and for them to feel the responsibility of I have to do something about my parents is an enormous burden so we want to be well, very for them to kind of feel like well does that mean I have to choose like my mom's the good good guy and exactly daddy, you know it's very painful for for children to feel that they have to choose and they'll resent you for it so it's a no-win situation for the kids. And the more parents can put themselves in their children's shoes and experience the divorce from that child's age and stage in life, the better the children are going to be because their parents are thinking compassionately about how is my child being affected by this? And that'll help them make better decisions and have more meaningful conversations with the kids. What if... The reality is that, you know, you really can't both be together to tell the children, you know, I don't know what the situation might be. Maybe one parent is still upset or angry or is just not, is not physically there in the same location. Maybe it lives in another state now. And so the, the burden falls on one parent. What is your guidance to that parent? And I'm guessing you shouldn't get into a race about who tells the children first. Right. Right. Yes. And it's important if there there's a separation of both parents not doing it together, that both parents are aware and know that it's happening and that they both have an opportunity to talk to the kids. The The important messages for parents is that you never want to undermine, criticize or ridicule the other parent to your children because of the heart and pain that we've, we've been talking about. It's just very painful for children. And you don't want to let your children feel like they have to parent you. So you have to take responsibility and say, this is a decision that your parents have been talking about. We've been discussing it. We've made a decision and things are going to, there are going to be some changes in our family life and other things are not going to change. And we're going to talk about all of those things. 
but we don't want the children to ever have to feel they have to choose between parents or choose between any of the decisions that were made because it's too hard and painful for them, even even for teens. It's easier for them to be told, you're going to be living here and this is going to happen and that's going to happen, as opposed to saying, where would you prefer to be? Because the guilt of having to make a decision, even if you prefer to be with one parent over the other, is is so painful for a child. It's easier for them to be told something and then express their feelings about it afterwards than for them to feel the responsibility of their ch- making a decision themselves. We also don't want to ever put the children in a position of being our messengers. Right. So we don't, we don't want to be saying, tell daddy I'm, I'm picking you up two hours later on Wednesday. Kids can not only easily mess up, even, even older kids, they can mess up messages, but sometimes they intentionally will sabotage messages or they get it confused and they make a mistake where they forgot. And it isn't a child's place to be responsible for that when today with our technology, there are, it's so easy to, to text or email or leave a phone message or use one of the online scheduling tools right. that I highly recommend because they simplify everything and they keep things very professional and and clean and so, so let's, let's go jump back to like this like telling the kids that you're ending your marriage and I'm thinking you know just from some of what you've said this isn't a one and done conversation you can have the initial conversation but there are details maybe then that follow it's not yeah. just it, it's we're talking about a conversation but it could be multiple conversations absolutely It's the emotional component of the conversation that's most important. You don't have to have all your details together when you break the news. What you're breaking the news about is the fact that we are a family and that the form of our family is changing now. And in most cases, it means that the kids are going to be living with one parent for this amount of time and the other parent for that amount of time. And there's any variation in in between is all part of the process. But the important thing is that we are a family and we will always be a family and your parents will always be your parents and your parents will always love you. And those, those are very important factors. So even if another person is in the, in the picture, even if there's another party who's, who's going to become a step parent down the pike, that doesn't mean that they are replacing your uh, initial parents. And the kids need the comfort and security of knowing that and understanding that because that'll make any transition easier for them. We also want to talk about the fact that this is about change and not about blame. So again, we never badmouth the other parent. We talk about there's changes in our family life and change is part of life. The seasons change, our grades and schools change, our friends change, our sports teams change. There's tons of things that change in life, and this is another change in our life, and we're talking about it together as your parents and making decisions about it so you could trust us to take care of it. And we don't have all the details now, but we'll be filling you in as as we finalize a lot of the decisions. You could talk about some of the things that aren't changing if you're not changing homes totally, if you're not changing schools if your friends on the block are still going to be in, in your neighborhood, all of those are, are pluses. The more pluses you can have that aren't changing, the easier it is for yes. any child to assimilate yes. and accept. 
I got more questions about that, but also we need to take a short break. Listeners, my guest is Rosalind Sadaka. She is a divorce and co-parenting coach, founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network. She's also the author of How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? You're listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. We'll be right back, but do stay tuned for more expert advice on telling your children about your divorce and also a free download offer from Rosalind. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. With Worthy, you'll find a selling partner who will help you transform your ring from a symbol of the past to a financial asset to help you start fresh. Worthy takes care of everything, from insurance coverage to secure shipping, professional grading, and more. So when you're ready to sell, visit worthy.com. We're ready when you are. Welcome back to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. I'm Mandy Walker. I'm your host. And in this episode, we're talking about going public with your divorce when you're a parent. My guest today is Rosalind Sadaka. Rosalind is a divorce and co-parenting coach, founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network. She's also the author of How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? And Rosalind, you have a free download offer for our listeners. Yes, it's it's an ebook called Post-Divorce Parenting, Success Strategies for Getting It Right. And I have a lot of tips and strategies to make the co-parenting experience as smooth and easy as possible for you as well as for the children you love. And that's available right on the whole page of my website, childcentereddivorce.com. And thank you, Rosalind. That sounds like a wonderful resource. And we will make sure that we put your website and the link to that in our show notes. So before we took a break, you were talking about emphasizing to the children or talking to them and not doing blame or bad-mouthing a parent. So I wanted to ask you about how, as a parent, do I respond when my child says, well, why are you and daddy getting divorced? Why can't you stay together? Why can't we just stay in this house? Yes, and um, it's important to expect those kinds of comments and a lot more severe and intense when the conversation takes place. So we have to explain that in, in many cases, children are aware that there's tension at home that uh, parents have been fighting, not getting along well. Some kids have been interfering and trying to smooth smooth the way when the parents are arguing. So it's not always a surprise to the children that this conversation is even taking place. And we want to just say that that um, mom and dad or whoever the parents are have, haven't been getting along well. It's been going on for quite a while. And we've tried very hard to make things work. And we've decided that life will be much easier and smoother if you, when you're spending time with mom, it's, it's wonderful, happy time. When you're spending time with dad, it's wonderful, happy time. And we're going to do that by living in two separate homes. And we'll still be your mom and dad. And we'll still have lots of time with one another. But there's going to be less tension and everyone is going to be happier. And this is the, the easiest way to make that happen. Something to that effect. And uh, we, we talk about each specific instance so that we have a smooth conversation. And of course, it depends on the age of the children exactly how, how much detail you go into about this all. But for the children's perspective, 
It's the agreement that the parents are having that's going to make it easier. Even if you are very angry and say, this is all your mother's fault. I I would never be doing this. It's not information that's going to be of value and help to the children emotionally and psychologically for them to hear that. So we have to um, bite our tongues. If you want to vent to your friends, vent to a therapist, by all means do that. But not to your children, because the rule is if your children can't fix a situation, then they shouldn't be privy to it when it comes to adult matters. And this is certainly an issue where the kids are not going to be able to say or do anything to mend your relationship. You've already been thinking about this for quite a while, and it's it's an adult issue. And it's okay to tell them. It's like, say, you know, sweetheart, I know that you you care and you're upset you know, this is really between your dad and I, and there are some things that, that there are adult things that we're not going to discuss with you. Yes, totally. That's just the conversation. That's just the tone. And the more the parents are united in saying the same thing, the easier it is for the children to accept. And that's the key point. As long as the parents aren't contradicting one another and conflicting one another, The children will accept it just like they accept any other decisions that the parents make in parenting equations. So it it becomes a simpler situation when both parents are saying, this is the reality, this is our story, and this is what's going to happen. And the kids may not like it entirely, but they will respect it and they will move ahead with it in in a much easier manner. So if if the parents can align themselves with one another And the big question for the parents to ask themselves is, do I love my children more than I may or dislike my ex? That is a good question. I've heard that before. I've also, I'm I'm curious about this. Do you ever recommend to your clients that they avoid using the word divorce and get through the whole conversation with saying, we're ending our marriage, we're living separately, but don't say Mm -hmm. the word divorce because it's such a trigger word? Right. And it is. Well, you know, it's very important. No one knows your children better than you. And that's why in all of the coaching I do, I I respect the parents. You know your kids. If that word is not the right word to use in your family, there's no need to use it. And also when the children are younger, there's no need to use it because they're, they're going to be confused about the words are what matter. What matters is what's going to be happening. What's ahead for me? Will I still be able to play with my friends? So you have to be talking to them on the level that makes the sense to them. And yes, there's no need to use the word divorce at all unless the kids bring it up or you feel it's an appropriate term, again, depending on the age of the children and what's been going on in the family history. Use your awareness of your children and don't let anyone tell you, well, you're supposed to do this and you have to do that because that's not true. Divorce is a very personal factor. And it's especially personal to your family. And that's why I I want to encourage parents. I trust the parents. If they do love the children, then they can talk together and do what's best for the children because the children really matter to them. If you, unfortunately, there are some cases where one parent is not really caring about children. And that's, that's a separate thing. But in most cases, when you have two parents who do love their children, then encouraging them to talk together and make decisions 
that are complementary to the personalities of your own children really works the best. And the children will thank you for it when they've grown adults. So I'm going to move us on because we don't have a whole ton of time here, but I'm kind of curious or very curious, not even kind of, I've had the conversation with my kids. What happens next? Who else? You know, there's a whole slew of people that other people that need to to know yeah. about this and how soon should they know about it and what should I be telling them? Well, again, it depends what's appropriate. You do want to tell the school and the teachers as soon as you made this decision, even before you tell the kids sometimes, because you want the teachers and others in the school to be mindful and watch their behavior. Any changes in behavior in in grades in school, in bullying, in depression, or anything else you that get up. Any change in behavior, if, if there's bullying or the grades in school change or anything else along those lines, needs to be very carefully monitored. And so your child, your teachers can be a big asset, guidance counselors as well, and some schools have programs. So don't be afraid to encourage them to participate and keep you advised of changes in your children's personalities or behaviors. When you're speaking to your sets of parents, the in-laws, both both of you have, have parents, you want to tell them the agreements you've made and ask them to honor that and never to badmouth the other parents or reject the children in any way. So it's very important that close family members, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all of those people be notified and told in a way that fits the scenario that you are presenting to your children, the same language you're using, the same story about how this is happening, when this is happening, why this is happening. Make sure that they're contacting you, asking you questions first, and if they should speak about it to the children or not. Again, no one knows your children the way your pa- you as parents do. And so this is the area where the two of you together can make some agreements. And it's so important that children don't feel rejected by one side of the family or the other. Right. It's very important that they have as much continuity as possible in their family lives. And that even includes pets, making sure that they still have access to their pets and that the parents aren't fighting over, over pets and things right. like that, creating stress in the children's lives. So um, with that circle of who else needs to know, I was also thinking like the people that uh, like activities and coaches, like maybe your piano teacher and your soccer coach and your gymnastics coach. And Again, that depends. In some cases, it's not necessary because they're spending an hour a week with your child and it's not likely to, to come up. And in other cases, there's more intimacy in that relationship and it makes sense for you to tell them. So again, think through all of those relationships because these are eyeballs that are on your kids and they can be very helpful. Sometimes we are so caught up in our drama or our grief or just the stress of life that we can miss things. And it's very helpful to have other professionals or other adults to just be letting you know that that your child's doing really well, that they're still happy-go-lucky when they're experiencing play activities, Uh, or their personalities has changed. They're becoming very introverted. They're becoming aggressive. They're they're bullying. They're crying. Um, All of those things. It's it's important for... So it's an important source of feedback. 
Totally. We are kind of running out of time. I don't want to share this because I think that it's, a, it's kind of a different angle. I remember when we told our kids that we were ending our marriage and my son had a sleepover that night. And so we called the parents to let them know that we'd had this conversation and that asked if they would share that with their son so that my son and his friend could talk about it if it was something that came up. And my son even asked us if there was another friend, if we would call his parents and let them know. I think he just thought that, and he was like 10 or 11 at the time. I think he just felt that having that initial conversation with a friend was just too difficult. But if he knew that the friend already knew, then he could talk about it. Yes, and that that makes a lot of sense. And that that was very, very wise. So again, you you knew as a parent that this was a good decision to make and um, a smart smart way of, of supporting your child. So you could always ask, what else can we do to support you? Absolutely. So Rosalind, we are upon time. And I can't believe how how fast this all went. I know. Um, I want to thank you so much. Could you give that free download offer for our listeners again, please? Sure. My free ebook on post-divorce parenting, success strategies for getting it right. If you go to childcenteredivorce.com and enter your email address right at the top of the page, the ebook will be yours for instant download. And it's filled with tips and strategies that will help you get through all of what we've been talking about and lots of other factors in before, during, and after divorce. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, that will be in the show notes, so do check that out. Again, listeners, my guest today was Rosalind Sadaka. Rosalind is a divorce and co-parenting coach. She's the founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network, which helps provide valuable resources for parents who are facing moving through or transitioning after divorce. She's also the author of How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce and numerous other eBooks, courses, and programs. Rosalind is the co-host of Divorce and Dating and Empowered Living radio show and podcast. We'll put all of Rosalind's information in the show notes, including the link to download her book. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to help you get the best deal possible on your diamond jewelry. Visit worthy.com to learn more and get started. If you have questions about an episode, compliments you'd like to share, or would like to be a guest, please email us at podcast at worthy.com. Follow the podcast at We Are So Worthy on Instagram, or see our Facebook page, Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, for information about the show. Please see our show notes at worthy.com forward slash podcast for resources and more information about today's episode and guest. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. You can learn more about me at mandywalker.com. Huge thank yous to Worthy's production team. Listen, follow, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Our next episode will be live in two weeks, so stay tuned. Stay tuned.